everyone, welcome back to another episode of Strip by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. Happy 2022. I am officially recording my very first episode of the new year. So excited to get this done and so excited to kind of embark on a brand new season of uh, exciting new guests and topics all about sex work and aiming to destigmatize the industry. I am your host, Steph Sia, aka Kim Chi. I am currently not on stage right now because some clubs are closed at the moment, uh, but I am a stripper. I'm also a digital content creator so I have an OnlyFans make custom videos and do like audio content and stuff like that and I am also a former sugar baby from a long time ago uh, which I'll be drawing a lot of the experiences on today's episode with that because we are going to be talking about getting scammed being scammed and getting taken advantage of which I think is a huge huge topic that is actually pretty quite common I mean, really in any industry, but I don't know. For me, it's just so personal. It's so vulnerable. And it really is sometimes hard to talk about. Um, I did mention a little bit and opened up a little bit about that in the last episode, which was uh, the AMA. Because some people were asking about, like, what about sugaring? And like, what about, what are your experiences and safety, all that stuff? So, um, which led me to bringing this particular guest onto the show today. So I am bringing on Alexis, uh, who is a former um, full-service escort, and she's going to be telling us her story and notions in terms of like how she was scammed in the industry. And we're going to be talking about this topic because I just feel like it's a topic that we don't talk about quite enough, even though it happens all the time. Like even the, just this morning, I was reading in one of the subreddits I'm um, a member of and somebody was asking like, oh, like I have this like $6,000 arrangement and, you know, like he wants me to do this, this and this. And like, should I get out of it? Like he's doing things that I don't want to be doing. And everyone's like, did he even pay you yet? <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be talking about instances like that. Um, those are just examples. But and then, of course, a lot of uh, you listeners also shared stories, which I'm also going to be reading on the show as well today. So without further ado, Alexis, are you there? I am here. Hello. Hello. Welcome. I'm so excited to get to know you, to share your story. And like, I'm just really happy that we connected. And and, and I'm so happy to hear that, you know, part of my own personal story and my own experience with sugaring in the last episode resonated with you and inspired you to come on so thank you hey of course no I heard it and I was like ah me too (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was a lot of me too (laughs) came out so I'm so glad that you know part of that like touched you in some way and we we got to talking and we're like we need to talk about this and how come I haven't done an episode on this so thank you for bringing that to light and for coming on to the show um I described you as a former um Um, former escort, um, but if you wanted to go ahead and give yourself your own fancy definition um, in terms of like your own words, in terms of who you are, what it is that you do, and go. (laughs) Well, well, you're you're correct. I used to be a a full service um, sex worker. Um, but now, nowadays I, I've stopped doing that and, but I don't meet anybody new anymore because it's just, it was, it was a stressful period in my life. Um, and I kind of turned to it because, because of a breakup. So I had like this horrendous breakup and I was like, Oh my God, I, how am I gonna, how am I going to get over this? And for me personally, I'm a very sexual person and I, I'm not good with, um, what is the word? not good with casual. So me too. Right. I I still, I'm like, dude, I want to get laid, but like, then I'll get attached. So my thought was like, if I make it transactional, then there is no emotional attachment. And so that's, that's why I did it. And like, I, I, I enjoyed the sex. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how I, how I came to be. 
(laughs) Yeah. I mean, like you might've heard of my last story too. Like, of course, like that's kind of how I broke into sugaring Mm -hmm. was also through a really big breakup that like I risked way too much and it was an abusive relationship and Mm -hmm. just not pretty. And I was like, well, I need an ego boost. So I guess I'll do this because you know what? I like older men anyway. So like why not make money? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So yeah, like how how was your experience with um, going like full service? Well, and diving was, into that, it was scary at first because like I I basically I went on the Craigslist personals. This was back when they still had those. Yes, um, <laughs> and like I saw this ad like make a hundred grand a year. Are you hot? Are you young? And like yeah, <laughs> totally. I answered this ad and it was these two guys, two white guys um, Mm -hmm. that had a apartment downtown where they would host other escorts and you would be working with other girls there and they would kind of like provide the security. And I put that in air quotes because, you know, (laughs) anyway, um, that's how I got started. And I like I met this guy downtown in a fancy car. And I was very nervous about it. Um, I was like, I don't know if I'm hot enough to do this. Like, and like mm-hmm. I, I knew I knew I wasn't unattractive, but I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I'll make it in this industry. Yada yada yada. So, anyways, that's yeah, that's kind of the the ad I answered, and I I got to working for these two men who were just well glorified pimps, and the yeah and. And I think I worked there for maybe two or three weeks um, before I was like, wait a fucking second, excuse my language, but why (laughs) am I giving half my money to somebody that, what the, what, what are they doing for me? Um, (laughs) And and so that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to try to do this on my own. And I kind of learned about, um, Leo list and, and, uh, seeking arrangement. And I did that Mm -hmm. for a while. Yeah. How did you find out about Leo's List and how did you find out about Seeking Arrangement? Like how did you encounter that and when did you feel like, okay, I feel like I know enough if you if you felt that way. I'm not saying that you did or you did not, um, but I know you were like irked by like, hey, I'm like, why are these people taking such a huge cut? Like what gave you the courage to finally leave? What was it mainly the money? Yeah. Yeah. It was mainly, mainly the money and the fact that like one of the guys had – well, it's kind of like, I guess he raped me because um, oh I he, he's like, oh, so do you do anal? And I'm like, no. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to show you. Um, oh my God. And it was just this really gross experience that I was like, and then, of course, he didn't pay me. <laughs> and, and it was it was just like a really shitty thing. And then I'm like, do I really want to work? for somebody like that absolutely not and I learned about Leo list because they did the pictures and then they told me like oh we're gonna put your ad up on this site um I didn't even really know what Leo list was before um I started and then he put my ad up in that and one of the girls I was talking to she had been there for like a couple months and she's like dude I'm getting out of here as soon as I can like this is they're just um bullshit yeah basically it's like yeah. oh yeah they're they're charging this much for like to have like a webcam on there um and oh, um, I just I, I that that's why I wanted to leave and then I ended up looking at my ad and being like okay what what are keywords what do people like to see yada 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 um and then I went and decided to make my own ad um and then re- and I heard about seeking arrangement from that same uh girl I I do that but sometimes it's not really worth it you know oh yeah Um, I know all about that (laughs) the reason (laughs) so the reason that I wanted to do escorting is because it's just like okay here's the deal you give me this money I do this you go home um and Mm -hmm. and it's less about hustling because I'm not a hustler and I'm not a born hustler at all if I was I probably would have done a lot better in the industry (laughs) Um, like I genuinely enjoyed sex and I'm like I, I want to do this because I like getting laid but I have feelings so yeah 
Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, well, okay, well, I'll back up. First of all, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. And I'm really sorry if you didn't want to share that. And if I ever pushed you to say that, I'm really, really sorry. No, like no, no. That. no I, am, I am an open book and I want people to know about this so they can be aware. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for your bravery and sharing that. And yeah, unfortunately, like – I remember just speaking with other sex workers too and like, yeah, you're definitely in – from what I can observe, definitely like a pimping situation and your pimp would sound like he was just trying to break you there unfortunately. Yeah. And yeah, like that's so shitty but like I'm happy to hear about the other girl that you were working with Mm -hmm. that was able to be like, hey, like there's a way out of this particular situation and you can make money on your own terms. So like I'm I'm glad that that person was there for you. And we're going to go into uh, the camaraderie aspect later Mm -hmm. and allyship as well as like how important support is uh, later on the episode. But so you basically started uh, going independent after that. Mm what are some struggles and some challenges that you faced? <laughs> the <laughs> oh, so many. Um, the <laughs> the most annoying part of escorting to me is dealing with the phones. So dealing with mm-hmm. the people that text you or call you, and it's like ninety five percent of the time that they're, they're they're there to waste your time and never end up booking. So it's like I I struggled a lot with that. And it got to the point where I think I got a little bit jaded near the end where it was, I wasn't as nice on the phones and I'm just like, don't waste my fucking time. (laughs) (laughs) So it was that. And then the fact that like, I didn't have an in-call. So Mm. I did it from my house, like a jackass. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but, But like, I would never meet a new person at my house. I'd never give my address. I always met at like uh, a specific place that had cameras. So I would park and then just, just in case something were to happen. Good, good. I'm so glad that you were kind of forthright and thinking about this or like, or was this like in terms of safety and boundaries, like was this something that you were already thinking about when mm-hmm. you were about to leave? Oh yes. Okay, cool. For sure. Cause it's like, it's, it's dangerous out there. And like when I was working, the only time I would post my ad is like in the middle of the night mm-hmm. because it was cheaper. And that's like, like I didn't want to have people coming in and out of my house all day. And like, and I'm, I'd never have more than three clients in a day. Cause I just like the amount of money that I was getting, it was just so much more than what I would have made at a regular job. And I'm not like, I didn't feel the need to see several clients a day so I could make so much more money. I'm like, I literally mm-hmm. just wanted to get laid and paid. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's, which is great by the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and like, again, there's like no specific rules on how you want to run your business. Yeah. Right. And that's the, the, one of the great things about sex work is like having that flexibility in, in terms of like, okay, well, you know what? I only need this much today and like, uh, I'm feeling tired today. So maybe I'm not going to do this and we'll just work harder tomorrow or, or something. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Like you have that, which is really, really nice. And, um, I'm glad that, you know, it was working out for you. So, so that's, that's good to hear. I mean, we're going to start going into some muddier topics now too. I mean, we're going to go into the focal point of the episode too. So, Well, I like it dirty, so let's do it. (laughs) You're so great. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many instances where we can get taken advantage of. And maybe at this point we'll speak about – getting taken advantage of, of and getting scammed on the sex worker side by the client. So mm-hmm. if you if you feel comfortable, do you want to share some instances where this might have happened to you? Yeah. So I am I'm a very trusting person and I guess too trusting for that industry. And I think I got scammed about four times or so because I didn't learn after the first, second or third to – always get the money first. Like that's the number one rule of hoeing. (laughs) (laughs) And so like, I would trust people. And then, and then of course they'd, they'd screw off and not pay me or whatever. And, and that was my biggest problem with getting scammed. It was just that I was too trusting and, 
And he'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got the money. It's in my pocket. I'll pay you after. I'm like, well, the other thing that contributed to that, honestly, was I was, um, I had a pretty decent cocaine habit <laughs> at the time. <laughs> um, I don't do that anymore, obviously. But, but at the time, I kind of used that to like numb any emotional trauma I had. Like when I had that breakup, I didn't, I didn't actually um, process it. I just, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm just going to shove everything else on top of it and forget about that and still get laid and be happy. And, and I wasn't. And, mm-hmm. and so it's like, I started using drugs. And then if you're using drugs and you have a client who's using drugs, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll go get us some drugs. And then, um, and I'll totally pay you after. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I know. I know. I I think like at the time, oh my God, awful, awful. But now looking back, I'm like, geez, like I wish I had somebody to talk to or like read about stories like this so that I could better prepare myself. And I thought I got scammed once, but he ended up paying in the end. But once I went with um, a client up to Whistler and we got a hotel room, had some fun, blah, blah, blah. blah. And then he's like, oh, I just got to go right out and grab something. I'm like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> and yeah. then like hours later, I'm like, um, I, how do I get home? Like, where, where is this? Like, he wouldn't answer his phone. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> and, and then I ended up having to get this like $200 or $300 cab ride home. And oh my God. yeah, no, it was not a fun time. Eventually I got back in touch with him and he paid me and I was like thank you you should have paid me wow but Jesus um what the fuck was his story like well, how did and how did you manage to get the payment after that because that's like well kudos to, kudos to you yeah like wow it's amazing well I, tr- I I trusted him again like I shouldn't have but like he I didn't realize that he had paid for the room with cash oh so he paid for what? the room with cash and then I ordered like room service and that and it was fine and then it, it ended up using up that what do you call that like the uh uh i know what she means yeah. like the money there. Yeah, like, uh, anyways like i got to <laughs> and then like oh no and so that was one of the times and that was one of the more scary instances because i'm like i am in like a whole other city and yeah. i don't know anyone and i'm not sure how to get home and i am like hung over his balls and so oh my God. yeah so I'm I'm lucky that that one ended up working out but like when you get into drugs that's kind of a hard point so like when I was working I always told myself I'm like I will never work for drugs I'll work for mm-hmm. money and then I'll buy drugs <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for that. And, and I never did but I I did end up using my money on on drugs eventually I never I never did before because it was always provided but yeah once you get a little bit addicted to it then it's like oh okay well I gotta go get some more yada 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 it was like totally a whole crazy crazy time (laughs) yeah it was it was it was a darker time for you it was it was sure so uh, and we don't really talk about that too too much like I've spoken on a couple episodes as well but like did you want to speak a little bit about like drugs and sex work a bit yeah well like so that's it's so common getting into drugs when you're doing this line of work um especially if you're working at night because everybody's partying you know and like oh let's, let's get some hookers and blow and yeah yeah and so it becomes really easy to become addicted like it got to the point where I was doing it at work and like my my real job and I'm like yeah, oh, yeah. This, this is not good and and I also used it honestly like it's it's weird to say but when a client would go home, I'd have this like empty feeling where I was like lonely and not that I didn't want them to leave, <laughs> but like <laughs> I I actually felt lonely. I'm like, oh, well, but but then I'd, I'd see the cash and be like, oh, I'm rich. Yay. And then I can just go buy my <laughs> happiness. And it turns out that you can't do that. Um, but I, yeah. I, I do want to say that like one of the best things about going through that industry is it gave me the ability 
to realize that money does not buy happiness. I always thought it did. I was always trying to make more money. And then it was to the point where I had like stacks and stacks of money. And I could just like, I could just fan it out on my bed and go lay in it. (laughs) I'm like, I should be happier. I should. And I wasn't because I was surrounding myself with the wrong people working at night doing drugs. And so it's, it, it gave me that, that realization that I could, like, I'm the type that needs to like make those mistakes to realize it. So I didn't mm-hmm. really realize it. And now I'm like, okay, so money is not the be all and end all. I just want to be happy. Yeah. And I feel like I, I feel you with that because like when I was a sugar baby too, I was like, I'm living the life. Yay! I love this lifestyle. <laughs> I'm swimming in money. This is great. I'm going places, you know, eating at fancy restaurants, drinking champagne, yeah. like the whole like really stereotypical <laughs> sugar baby like image, yeah, right? Yeah. So <laughs> like I, I definitely can resonate with that because like at the end of the day and like how I wanted to kind of exit out of that because I was in a long-term relationship with like well, a long-term, sorry, arrangement mm-hmm. with one of my sugar, sugar daddies. I was just so like dark and like depressed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, like, exactly. I, here. <laughs> I, think, I think that's like, super common because like if you have sex with somebody and you have a good time and you 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 even make emotional connections with these people you can and and then when they leave it's like oh my god I am so fucking lonely like so lonely and it's not a nice feeling (laughs) honestly totally I hear you I mean like I mean, the good thing about – I mean, that can be a bad thing with <laughs> doing full service. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> my experience, like, as a sugar baby, which is basically – pretty much almost the same thing. Yeah. But, like, the difference between sugar being sugar, – sugar babying – gosh, I haven't talked in so long. <laughs> and escorting, in my opinion, was that, like, there was so much more emotional labor. Mm. Oh, totally. That was just so drawn out and so much more time spent with these sugar daddies that, like – and I wasn't really getting the full compensation for when I was younger because I was like, well, you know, he paid for dinner yeah. and <laughs> on this trip and he got this nice hotel yeah. and yeah. yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like it's just tricky what how we kind of like weigh the pros and the cons and weigh like, okay, what is a good form of quote unquote like acceptable payment? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not here to judge anyone in terms of like if you prefer money or if you prefer, you know, get your getting your rent paid or if you prefer gifts or designer bags or whatever it is. Like it's just in the beginning, it's really, really hard to navigate, especially like being by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You you mentioned to me like in our previous chats um, how isolating sex work was. Mm-hmm. Before, did you want to speak a little bit about that? Because I have lots to share. On that. <laughs> oh yeah, it it really for for me it was especially isolating because I found once I started doing a lot of drugs and doing it all at night, I'd sleep all day, and then I'd wake up in in the evening and it starts to get dark, and then I would repeat this cycle where it's like you're only meeting the most fucked up people of society that are calling for like hookers at 3 a.m. on a Tuesday. And so, so it's like, and, and by the way, I, I am totally fine to refer to myself as a former hooker. I, I say, take back the term. There's nothing wrong with it. There you go. Um, I love that. <laughs> I guess, I guess hookers are more referred to as like people on the street corner, but whatever. I'm a high class hooker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's an isolating thing. And it's because you can't talk about it with other people. Like, I, I, my roommate at the time, poor girl, um, my roommate at the time was just, uh, she, she was the only one I was really talking to about it. And it's like, I actually looked at our messages from years and years ago through Messenger. And I was, because I was, I was debating going back into sex work. And I'm like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe I should. And then I got to reading all this and it's like, I guess I romanticized it because yes. I was like, oh yeah, I'm making all this money. Everything's great. And I saw this one message that I sent to her and I'm like, dude, I just got to fuck a dude that looked like, like, um, oh my God, who was it? Bra- oh, Bradley Cooper looked exactly <laughs> like him. And I'm like, you paid me to fuck you? 
all right. And so <laughs> stories like that, I'm like, yeah, this is so great. This is the best thing ever. And then, but I keep scrolling and it's just like negativity. And mm. I just, I, you, you do romanticize your past, right? So you definitely do. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, you, you can't talk to it about, talk with other people about it. And so it is isolating. And you said you have something to share. Please, please do. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, going back to like getting scammed and like not being able to share anything, like it was really like how I felt. Like I, I could still remember those experiences so vividly. Like I remember yeah. uh, I was at one hotel in downtown and I remember this guy was just like trying to you know, get me to bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And of course, like I didn't get the money up front. And I this is something mm-hmm. I don't really talk about a lot, but like I remember this so so clearly in my mind and um him leaving and he's like, Oh, you can stay in the hotel if you want. And then mm-hmm. she's like, Where's the money? And then like <laughs> me feeling like really shitty about um myself, but then yeah. not having any comrades to speak about this with so you just kind of bury it within yourself totally. and then you just feel like shit and then it happens to you again and then you feel like shit again and it's really <laughs> bad cycle yeah it is and it's so like sad because like yes like getting scammed is such a vulnerable thing and it's something that like and I'm not making assumptions but like my own thing in terms mm-hmm. of like not admitting that this happened to you yeah it is like it's it is a shameful thing it was it was shameful for me when it did happen and like I'll I'll give you one story that it it makes me kick myself but so I was seeing a client it was at like I don't know a hotel or the home I don't remember but regardless this I didn't get the money up front because anyway I didn't get the money up front and this guy's like oh I lost um I lost like 500 bucks. Like, what the fuck? Where is it? So we're all looking around the apartment high as fuck. And I find it behind a dresser and I give it to him. What? I give it to him. I know. Cause I'm like, oh, well. and then he ended up paying me half of what I was supposed to be paid. And I'm like, no, I am honest to a fault. And that is like part of the reason why I'm just not, um, I, I, I felt like I wasn't really cut out for it. Cause I couldn't like, be a dick you know mm. <laughs> that's really oh, I, I'm just choked at that one especially fuck yeah honesty. I mean <laughs> honesty is a great policy but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean sometimes I mean it sucks I didn't get the money up front like uh, I was definitely guilty of that before too mm-hmm. but that also brings me and that's actually a great transitional point to talk about um the dishonesty that's also really rampant. Yes. Oh my God. Great minds think like really rampant in this industry. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that you know that I think gets talked about a lot in the in the form of bragging. Mm. And yeah. it is not the way that I personally conduct my own business because I've just heard again bragging just hearing it in like the stripper locker room or like um on some of my Facebook groups and discord groups be like oh like just explain I don't want to say anything specific but like mm-hmm. just bragging about like oh like I totally scammed this guy and I tricked him to getting like getting him to get more money and like to a certain extent, like, yes, there are manipulation tactics that mm-hmm. where you can, which is a sales tactic, yep, yep. which I think is fine. Um, yeah. But when you're intentionally scamming, and I think there's a really, really fine line around this, I don't – I personally don't think that is great for your work ethic. I don't think it is either. Like, that's – um, I, I worked for – there was another girl that I worked for that uh, did that. I, I guess I can share that. Um, she like when when I started working for her, I actually met her through seeking arrangement because her boyfriend was on there. So her boyfriend was on seeking arrangement, looking at blah blah blah, and we ended up meeting up. And he's like, "Yeah, my girlfriend does this, and she has like a place, and they they do out calls, yada yada yada." Do you want to meet her? So we met, and she was like a really wonderful person. Um, I'll, I'll bite a bit jaded, but like it was her whole thing was to scam guys she she bragged about she's like I think I maybe have to fuck one in 100 clients and I'm like but you but you go there and they're assuming that you're going to have sex with them and then you just run off like what the fuck oh yeah so I worked for her for 
I think two weeks or a week before I was just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I, it makes me feel shitty. And, and the last call that I went on, she, we, we were talking in the car afterwards. She's like, look, I can tell you feel like guilty about this, but that guy's a fucking piece of shit. They're all pieces of shit. And so just take the money, get it when you can. And like, don't feel bad about him. I've, I've scammed him three times. And I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and wow. the sad, the saddest part was like, we're there and she went to go grab something and he like came to me. He's like, did, um, I, I feel like I recognize her. Like, and I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know who she used to be or whatever. And, and then it's just like, and then we ended up leaving without performing services and just mm. left him there. And he was so lonely and sad. And I'm like, this is fucked up. I can't do that to people. That is, that's mean but the way she did it is she she like would put up the ads but it didn't say full service so Mm. you get there you collect the money and then you're like oh it's 500 extra oh that's how it's connected yeah and I'm like I I just can't do that I'm not comfortable with it um and like I worked really really hard and made hardly any money from her and I'm like like we get to this person's house and and they each pay an extra, they pay an extra thousand dollars to sleep with us. Mm-hmm. And I ended up making like two fifty on that call. What? Yeah. Oh <laughs> like, like, oh, well, we have to pay for this and that. And, that. and I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. We're, we're done here. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I would never like, I don't, I don't judge her because she had been doing it for so long and she was clearly jaded by it. I would be too. Yeah. But yeah. That's her thing. Yeah, yeah. And like if you're if you're doing that at fucking 16 years old, like that poor girl. So I just I was like, you know, this isn't working when I'm done here. And she's like, I understand. And that was the end of that. Yeah, like for me, it's just like if you're doing this, like if like that was clearly like her thing. Right. Um, I'm just worried about like some kind of long-term consequences, especially if it's happening to like um younger younger sex workers because I I feel like that would that can really form your basis on how you work and also like help shape um how you treat people which I think is really dangerous like I think with like more experienced workers like it might be a little bit okay uh depending but it's such such a gray area that I personally don't like to be dishonest in that type of way yeah, I, I don't either. I'm like, I I really believe in integrity. And, mm-hmm. and like, if you're going to make a deal, that's the deal. Like, if you go yeah. full service and full service, there you go. But I mean, like, this, this, this woman, she, I don't, I just, I feel bad for her because she was clearly, like, emotionally vacant. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and I do, I don't regret working for her. And it's like, it, it kind of gave me a, a whole other view of sex work. And I'm like, okay, so this is how it's done. This is why so many, um, potential clients are like, oh, are you a scammer? Are you a scammer? Cause it happens all totally. the time. Yeah. I was just going to bring that up too, because like, yeah, like I remember getting those messages when I was in seeking arrangement. Um, they were like, well, I've gone scam before and, you know, I'm not going to send you money right away. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. this is like how I do it. And like, yeah. <laughs> to a fault, it's pretty true because there are um, some people and I don't want to call them bad apples, but like for me, like that's just not how I personally work. Um and it kind of ruins it for the good ones that are out here trying to just make an honest yeah doing what we love to do which is sex yeah so it makes it really tricky because it also like screws things up and I'll, I'll there's a couple stories here that I'll share later um on in the show that pertain to this very situation <laughs> so it's it's really tricky it really really is messy too and I just feel like if you're offering something if something is is in your ad um then you should provide that unless yeah. you're in a dangerous life-threatening situation or if your boundaries are not like not being respected then I think in that situation that's okay if you're gonna like keep the deposit or whatnot and get the hell out of there I think yeah. those situations 
is fine. But mm-hmm. when you're intentionally, <laughs> you know, doing this with that kind yeah, of motivation, yeah. I think is problematic. I yeah, I I agree. And then you're the way you would do one thing is the way you do everything. So if you're gonna mm-hmm. scam people there, you're gonna scam people everywhere else too. And yeah, um, and other parts of your life, which yeah. is why I was like psychologically, like and emotionally, like I don't know how healthy that kind of work ethic is, which again, largely why I disagree with that kind of way of working. So, which is really sad, but like, (laughs) I believe in, I believe in karma. And so I'm like, if if I am going to just like, if I'm going to screw someone over eventually, I'm sure that'll come and kick me in the ass. So I'd rather treat others the way I want to be treated. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Because I know there's a lot of uh, clients that listen to the show as well. So um, there are a lot of us honest sex workers out there too, if this gives anyone peace of mind. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's some good ones out there, some good gems. So it's true. And you know, part of the reason that the the scamming thing is happening more often is because they got rid of Backpage. Mm -hmm. Um, So back when I was doing it, there was Backpage and Leo List. And back page was like generally full of scammers and so when that page shut down they all moved to leo list so mm. it's there there were like a lot more scams going on and that's kind of like i think that's around the time i stopped doing it like i maybe a year after i don't know yeah but yeah there's there's a lot of scams and it's it's unfortunate totally what what are your thoughts on like catfishing in, in terms of ads like oh. i know some- <laughs> Some agencies do yeah. that. Like they post like some porn star picture and then like obviously the client comes in and they're like, that's not yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not real. That's not the person that I am like getting services for. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think that happens so often. Um, yeah, I, a huge- so that the, those first two pimps that I worked for, I had booked something. I had booked something and the guy showed up um, and I opened the door and, and he's like, you're not 19. And I'm like, number one, you. And and then <laughs> the other gross part about it is like, well, I've got a friend here who has braces. And he's like, okay. What? Yeah. What? Because she looked, she looked like 18 or something. She was 20 something. But, oh but yeah. And it was just like, that's fucking that gross, gross, dude. But okay. Because like, I didn't know what age I was. I didn't know like much about myself. Yeah. Like back then I was some, I was another name. Mm-hmm. And um, it just... Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and it's yeah they they do the bait and switch and that and it's it's so so common and and it yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs> so many times I've heard so many stories from clients saying like, "Well, this is what happened to me," and like, mm. but you can't really blame them because like that's something that's being advertised, and then like you're like, "Well," and like, yeah. are you supposed to do say no? Yeah, <laughs> and like, and sometimes sometimes they do, um, but like. Yeah, I, I I do get what you're saying, and it is it's it's again the word rampant. It is rampant yes. in that industry. <laughs> it is like, and I don't think there's like really any way to regulate that. <laughs> no, no, because they have like Leolis has the verified ads or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, mm. but it's it's still not like you just have to hold up a piece of paper, right, and put your uh. name on. Um, but yeah, it's it's it, another unfortunate thing about the industry, and it happens all the fucking time. All the fucking time. And like, you know what? The industry is great, but there's also some ugly sides and we got to be transparent about it too. And we got to talk about it, which is why you're on the show. So yeah, I wouldn't want to encourage some like 19 year old girl to go out and like, oh, you live the the glamour life. Everything's great. And like, you don't encourage that. And especially like I think about it, had I started at 18, I, when I was in it, I was like, oh, I wish I started this earlier. I could have like done so much more. And it's not true. Like if I started doing that at 19, I would be a total mess yes now, you know like, so oh my god 100 yeah. percent. like i've spoken about this briefly on some other bonus episodes but like seeking arrangements like whole marketing scheme at some point was like oh if you use your dot edu like email address from like your your university or college yeah. then we'll give you a premium membership that's gross. <laughs> that's gross, right? So then, you, yeah, and it's kind of funny, but it's just like also like ew. That's like so like you're setting these young women up like eighteen, yeah. And I'm sure there's younger 
that are on yeah. there too, you know, I like know. setting those up and it's just like, uh, it just makes me like cringe, just like yeah. thinking about that. Like, I don't think I started until I was like 25 or something. And that's like, when your brain's done developing, when that's who I am as a person, I like sex, I'll do it transactionally, that's fine. Um, yeah. But <laughs> had I started younger, I don't know where the where I would be. No, I am with you with that too. Like, I also started around like, what about, how's I? Yeah, 25, 24, 25 as well. Mm-hmm. And even still, I was still kind of like, cementing who I was and what my values Mm -hmm. were but still I think I had like my head screwed on a bit more than you know possibly some other girls on the site that were like fresh you know out of high school and stuff too and I had like lots of sugar daddies comment on that too like I want to be able to have a conversation with someone that has like more experience like more life experience and like a bit more you know like education and stuff too and like, if I were to start, if I was to start, like, a secret arrangement account when I was, like, 19, I would be, like, I don't know where I'd be right now. <laughs> yeah, I really don't I, know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, I, get, I got that, too, when I was doing it. So they're, like, oh, you're actually, like, really great to talk to. I, and, like, a lot of time, <laughs> spend the whole time talking. And I'm, like, mm-hmm. like one guy – we hung out and we just chatted the whole time and he's like this was really nice thank you and I'm like um do you want to like see my tits or something and it's like no 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 I just this was a really great conversation and I'm like well alrighty then thank you yeah I mean like with sugar daddies and with like potential clients and stuff too like a lot of it really is like they need companionship they just they're lonely they need someone to talk to to like you know vent and get things off your chest like there is that whole aspect like I mean like a lot of my sugar daddies were completely platonic yeah (laughs) you know and and like those exist and people are like ah did you have sex with them like no I didn't (laughs) I did have my fair share of people I had sex with for sure yeah but the other people exist as well that just like need a bit of like comfort yeah and you know I found like when I first started I was like oh my god and just these these are all gonna be like scum of the earth people and they're not like may- maybe the ones at 3 a.m on a Tuesday but um <laughs> but some of the clients that I had are just like normal dudes that just want companionship like you said and like I think that is such a good way to go about it like if a man just wants to get laid but doesn't and and like talk with somebody for an hour like normally he would have to sell himself on a dating site and be like oh yeah I want a long-term relationship and blah 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 blah. and and then I find I'd rather have a guy pay for sex than try to get sex from someone uh and then ditch them you know yeah which happens too and (laughs) like (laughs) yeah there's a lot more like emotional investment involved with yeah. that, with dating apps and stuff too. So I'm also like of the nature of like, okay, yeah, if you want to pay for professional, we can definitely do that for you. <laughs> um, I also want to bring up one last topic as well mm-hmm. and talking about getting scammed by people within the sex industry as well. So mm-hmm. not just pimps, but also like experienced uh, sex workers. Um, I don't know. And, and I know you have some stories to share, share as well, but I'd love to hear about it if you want to. Yeah. The, so there was, another girl, there was another girl I met through a friend um, and we worked together a few times. She was really lovely, but like super, super, super addicted to cocaine. Like just a crazy lady. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. But like just older, been in the industry for a long time. And we got to chatting. We did a couple um, duo calls and then, and she like, she got, I guess she got jealous or something and was like, oh my my client was trying to book you like no that's not how this works and she's like if you want to book with my client you can pay me um 150 bucks and I'm like like what no yeah (laughs) for you see me then he can see me I'm like I'm not paying you you know what I'm saying you're not paying this equation yeah and so she again she was somebody that's been doing it since she was a teenager and like using drugs to cope and and I guess 150 bucks would buy you a good amount of cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Like, and who, like, says who? Like, if a client wants to see you, then that's <laughs> the client's prerogative. They can do whatever the hell they want, right? Yeah, exactly. And I, like, if if I had, had met another 
girl in the industry and was friends with them I wouldn't be like okay so if you want to see my client then you pay me I'm like I'm not being a fucking pimp that's like why I got Mm -hmm. out of that um in the first place like I'm not paying somebody for my hard work no totally it (laughs) It can be really hard work for sure like sex work is work right so that's really disappointing to hear because I've also heard other instances too um that people have shared with me like oh like just uh, unfortunately more I guess I don't want to say experience but like maybe more jaded mm-hmm. sex workers maybe giving misleading advice or not providing the care and support that the rest of the industry does and well, yeah and like yeah. I, and you probably like as a when when you're working and you've been working for years and years and years you're, you're bound to get a little bit jaded just like I was working in the service industry for a long time and it got to the point where I'm like this fucking sucks and I hate yeah. everybody <laughs> so like just imagine adding sex into the mix you know so yeah yeah it's really really um exhausting and disappointing to hear that and I don't know if it's just people I was talking to that this happened a lot like in the industry a long time ago like in the 80s and the 90s um, and them seeing like, well, the world is, and the industry is kind of shifting now too, because it's a lot of like camaraderie and support mm-hmm. and like people wanting to help now. So I don't know if it's just a thing of the past or of that time, but that's, that's kind of a like common thing, which is a great thing. Yeah. Which I also wanted to talk about too <laughs> as yeah. well, like how nice it is to have the support. Cause we were talking about how isolating, and how lonely this industry can be when you're doing it alone. Like when I started sugaring, I was alone. I had no one to talk to. No one I knew was in sex work. And like that was like taboo. And there's all this shame and stigma and all this stuff all the time. And then now there's like blogs and articles and podcasts and Discord groups and Facebook groups and Reddit and like yeah. so much out I, there. There was there's one girl that um, had posted an ad about like she had a, a condo. So you could work out of there and pay her like a day rate kind of thing. And she was so nice. And I was like, Oh my God, it's so nice to meet somebody also in the industry. And that like, she seemed really nice. Everything went really well. And then I fucked it up. And if she hears it ever, I am so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) She she rented me the place. And then I ended up seeing a client a little while later at my own place. And I was telling him this story and I'm like, oh, it's so great, blah, blah, blah. And then he asked about her and he's like, oh, and like, and he's like, I want to see her. And I'm like, no. I'm like, and he's like, no, no. And then I'm so fucked out of my mind on like cocaine. And like, he's like, no, 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 we'll just drive there. I'll go, I'll go knock on the door. And I'm like, no. And then he, we ended up doing it anyway. And we drove down there, like press a button and that. And then she messaged me and she's like, that was so unprofessional. Never, ever call me again. Fucked up. And I'm like, that is fucked up. I fucked up, dude. I was so like messed up at that time in my life, and I felt so bad. I'm like, I am so sorry. That's like beyond unprofessional. Yeah, that's um, scary too. <laughs> yeah, that guy was fucked. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> hopefully, I mean, I mean, hopefully, no one else repeats that. <laughs> Don't bring your coked out clients somewhere without permission. From where you're yeah. going. <laughs> Definitely. Huge, huge, huge red flag and safety concern, right? So <laughs> FYI. But I mean, like, yeah, I could understand where she's coming from. And also, like, I mean, it's it's nice that she was doing that. And yeah. great to have that. And like, you know, I wish we had more resources like that when we when we both started out. Yeah. Right? And that support. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, – I mean, I'm glad to see that the landscape is now changing, um, I would say, in a positive direction, which is nice. There's still, like, some ugly bits and dark corners here and there, but I feel like in general, there's just, like, a lot more positivity that is surrounding the industry um, as well, which I'm hoping that will help initiate some more change, like, with laws. Oh, totally. Well. Yeah. There, it's, I, I'm, I'm so grateful for that, that it is opening up a little bit more because, yeah, when I, again, when we started, it was just, like, it was kind of taboo. And, and like, when, before I started doing it, I was one of those girls that's, like, that's disgusting. I can't mm-hmm. believe she would do that with her body. And, like, yeah. and I think the reason for that is because I was so insecure 
at yeah. that time in my life that I just judged other women. And now I'm like, get that money, girl. Use that pussy. Right? <laughs> like, really? Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and it just, it. I guess it took that breakup. And after, after we broke up, again, just like the worst time in my life, I... I had lost a bunch of weight and like was exercising and like it got to the point where I was very narcissistic and I was like, I look good. I should, mm, Hey, looking in the mirror. <laughs> like, I should, can I make money off this? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> well, I wanted to kind of go into some stories of scamming um, to go on yes, episode two. Um, in terms of uh, what some people have submitted from mm-hmm. social. So I'm going to go ahead and read some things out. If you want to chime in, Alexis, feel free to. <laughs> awesome. um, but yeah, there's um, someone wrote in, and this is a long time ago. So I didn't attach any, any names just to have some anonymity and protect people mm-hmm. as well. So I'm sorry if you wanted your name um, called out, but I didn't. I didn't do that for any of these so sorry um, <laughs> um someone made a fake pornographic content page posing as me that's so common nowadays too like people making like fake only fans account fansly or like any other fan sites like that even happened to me too like last yeah. year which is like super yeah. annoying yeah and like they try to set, set up a link and they think they try to like get fans and people to subscribe mm-hmm. to those pages when it's obviously like that's obviously not me I just have the one like <laughs> yeah. that's I think that's a problem with like having like OnlyFans is great but then it's like there are way too many untrustworthy people that will record it and throw it on Pornhub you know yes and that too um, which is like fucked up it is it's so fucked up I like I don't have I'm sure that there is porn of me somewhere on the internet um but yeah. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't- it yet um but yeah because I used to send a lot of nudes or videos um I never had an OnlyFans but yeah it's it's a common thing it's very common which is why it's really important to watermark all of your images take Mm -hmm. out and strip all the metadata off of your images and videos try to take those steps to protect your identity and also I don't even know what metadata is (laughs) (laughs) it's like the stuff the information that like shows your like your geographic location, location yeah uh, on your phone and stuff but there's like programs that you could download that can strip that data off so you won't be like identified or like pinpointed or like people won't stalk you and stuff too i have made some mistakes i have also <laughs> made mistakes as well so you're not alone in this <laughs> um this is a common one too um, people at the club have refused to pay which is why i always get paid up front even if it's just twenty dollars Yep. yep. 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, since I made the transition from, um, I guess, being an agency to going independent, I've been receiving bizarre DMs from quote unquote providers who are pressing me to either meet with their assistant or produce content with them that I'm not comfortable with. Mm. That's a new one. Like, that's, have you yeah. heard of that one? That's oh, no, I haven't. Yeah, I guess there's so many there's so many scammers and they're just trying to provide like new and unique ways to scam us or scam our clients and regulars, right? So we just gotta Oh, I I just that was reminding me. I think like the funniest um messages that I got back then was like, oh like it would be from dudes like, Oh, do you wanna like do you wanna do a session with me and like I can be the guy in your porto? And then like so- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you, want, you want me to fuck you for free? I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> I've also received those messages too. And I'm like, ha ha ha, is this a joke? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, if I need dick, I can find dick. Yeah. Thank you. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, what else is here? Um, the important the importance of having an awesome mentor who gave me great advice. Um, new sex workers might be at a disadvantage if they don't have connections when they start out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes, I think we talked about that a lot. It's just, it's so good to have the support, good to talk to someone and kind of bounce ideas back if you're starting out to inquire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's so many resources out there nowadays. So go get it. Yeah. Yeah. Get Um, your money, girl. Get your money, exactly. (laughs) People asking for dominatrix services for the price of a dance knowing it should cost way more money oh 
<laughs> yeah, if you want something specialized, it's going to cost more. It's always going to cost more. And I don't know where these people even got that idea. But I mean, if they know it's already going to cost more, they're, I guess, probably preying on, again, new or rookie sex workers yeah. that, you know, totally. might not have an idea on pricing. Yes. And the, and, oh, that was the biggest turnoff, I think, in that industry is like guys that would try to barter. Yes. Oh, fuck. I hate that. I know what I'm worth. And like, it is the, like, I'm definitely not going to see you now because you're trying to get a cheaper price. And I know what I'm worth. This is my time. This is what it costs. And don't try, don't try to barter with me, sir. Yeah, such a turnoff. Like, don't lowball me. Like, this is yeah. Price. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't like go get a massage and be like, um, can I pay like ten dollars less? Yeah, <laughs> you know, go to a restaurant and be like, actually, can I get this for uh twenty dollars? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Like, and people need to treat this as like this is a real job for many of us, and this is okay. how you make our money. Don't freaking like. This is not up for negotiation (laughs) at all. And like another thing I was going to say too is just like when they comment on like, oh, but you know, this model sold me this video for this price. Well, then go use her videos. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) It's like very, very frustrating and really really exhausting, especially in the realm of online work. It's just like a lot, a lot of that. Um. Okay, here comes – here's a comment from a client. So, it's certainly damaging to the honest sex workers out there that want to deposit apply to secure an appointment. And because of this portion, I feel it is rife with scammers. Mm. So, they, requi- they request deposit and then either ghost you or come up with another reason or something else that they need more money for. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, that's fucked up too. And that's, that's why, like – and, and I can see that, like – that would work for the really like high end escorts, the ones that have their own sites and like they do thousand dollar hours or whatever. Yeah, and it's fine because they like they require a reference from mm-hmm. somebody else and your actual driver's license. That's that's fine. But like what I was doing, I'm like I can't do that. Like I'll, I I had loads of times where guys just wouldn't show up or whatever. But, um, but I always just made sure to meet at a public place. And um, when that happened, it was like, well, that's shitty, but whatever. Yeah, like it's really great to have um, your, your your security filters out there and to have the your safety measures put in place, but also know that that also comes from a place of privilege. Mm-hmm. Not all sex workers cannot cannot afford to do that. Yeah, so I I definitely recognize my my privilege here. So yeah, yeah. So just just to note that, and then. Yes. I guess the last one, again, from another client. So it's like, I know I've given my share of money away to, yeah, the deposit issue. So I'm sure I've also now missed on some great company because I refuse to do deposits now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, and that's the, that's the sad part that it, like, like we were saying, it makes it harder for honest people and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and also just like it's a safety thing for for the sex workers too, like to take mm-hmm. a deposit, and that's to me pretty standard. Um, but of course, if this person, this client, has been burned and burned and burned repeatedly, and has been ghosted, and people have taken their money without providing any services, I could understand and also feel for this person too. That yes. would be like, well, I'm not going to do this anymore because then, like, I'm just repeating the same mistake over and over again. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right? So again, it, it goes both ways, people. Mm-hmm. So, so <laughs> that was the episode of scamming. <laughs> we shared a lot today. I mean, hopefully, I mean, I'm sure we didn't cover everything, but like, I think we covered uh, quite a bit of ground on this episode, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, thank you, Alexis, so much for your time today on com- coming to join me on the show today. And I'm glad we were able to connect. Um, <laughs> you're so welcome. But like before I let you go, is there anywhere that people can find you if you want to be found? <laughs> yeah, you can just you you can contact. I, I I'll go through you. Yeah, <laughs> and you can get my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, so if you want if we want to get in touch with Alexis to touch base or you share any comments or feedback or anything like that, if you want to get in touch with her, feel free to DM me and I'd be happy to send her a message to see if she's okay receiving that. And then I'll be able to connect you too, uh, just to protect her identity um, because she's no longer like a, 
no longer face out, does not do full service anymore, does not do any of that and wants to live a different life now. So FYI. But uh, Alexis, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I really appreciate it. No, thank you. That was that was a great conversation. Thank you so much. And don't forget, everyone, it is new episodes every single Sunday at midnight Pacific Standard Time. Don't forget to like, rate, share, review, and subscribe. You can now uh, rate on Spotify. So I really like, really would appreciate some nice five-star ratings there. Also, I've just launched my Patreon as well because a lot of people have been asking about, hey, are you going to have a Patreon? Like, where can I send money to? You're doing great work for the industry and for the world. So um, it is patreon.com slash strip by Sia. And there's different tiers there and ways that you can support and just know that your money is going towards the show and making it better so I could bring on better guests, update my equipment, you know, <laughs> spend a bit of time. There's a lot of work that is to be done on the show that, you know, people don't do it, that don't know about. And I'm doing this alone. <laughs> so, and and your, your audio sounds great. Like when I listen to the shows, because, um, you know, sometimes some of the audio is just awful. So, yes. yeah. Yes. Thank you. I really appreciate that, by the way. Thank you. But that's it for this week. Catch you all in for a new episode next Sunday. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Strip by Sia, hosted, produced, and edited by Steph Sia, artwork by Maria Bellandorama, music by Ted D, and photography by Ian Davern. Yeah.